This is the Season 1 After Dinner Mint, a bonus episode of Lick the Plate. I'm your host, Cameron Bernard-Jones. Lick the plate. Lick the plate. Lick the plate. Lick the plate. Savoring the memories. Sipping curiosities. Spilling tea and serving up good vibes. This After Dinner Mint features unreleased footage from my conversation with Ricardo Castro from Episode 2, Diversity in the Rice. If you had to suggest to a visitor to Lisbon Mm -hmm. of three to five things they have to eat, what would it be? Okay, so the obvious one is pastel nata. You have to go to the place where it originated. It's easy to get to. You're most likely staying in the center of Lisbon anyway. So it's a couple of stops on the train to to Belém. Because it is called Pastel de Belém. It's from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original name. I would go there. That's, that's number one. Uh, Bacalhau Abrash, 100%, which is codfish cooked with egg... Like it sounds really random. Like there's egg, onions, um, black olives, and I wouldn't be able to give you a recipe for that. But it's very simple, and uh, so that you have to have that. I would have that somewhere in Lisbon, um, in, in Alfama, or some, some somewhere nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else do you have to eat? Uh, I would go to Sintra, like I recommended uh, you, Cam, and try a travesseiro, which means pillow. Uh, and those, again, you can find them around the country, but the original ones are from Sintra, and I would have them there. Mm. What else? Uh, there's. They say in Portugal that there's like a thousand and one bacalhau recipes, uh, codfish recipes from Portugal. So I didn't know that. Oh, really? No. Really? Um, so I think it's just trying things out. Yeah. And, and I would have um, prego, which is like a steak sandwich. Okay. Again, sounds very basic, but somehow that bread and that steak, mm. what is in it? Like, mm. you can't quantify it. Do I have to say one more thing? Okay, 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 okay. I would go and have seafood by the sea. So just go to one of those restaurants. Like, because in films, they always make out that having like seafood, like lobster and things like that, is like really expensive. But if you are in a place where it's, where the place is abundant in these things, then it really isn't. And you arrive at the restaurant and there's like a hammer. Did you go through, did you Did you ever go to one of these? There's Maybe. literally like a knife, a fork and a hammer. And you're like, what is going on? And it's for your shellfish. Like, boom, like you're doing the work yourself to open those up. Nope, I've never been to one of these places, but now I have to. And they literally, there's an aquarium. They take the, the little thing out of the aquarium. It passes away in peace and it ends up in your plate and you better start working. Like, it's such an amazing experience. It's something that you can share with someone, obviously. So I'd suggest those seafood, like a nice prego snack and the delicacies. Nice. So you've been in Britain for how long? Um, that's a really good question. I arrived in... England in 2005. How long is that? 18 years? Mm. A full adult. A full adult. 18 years. Wow. And so do you feel also British? I mean, I know that's a loaded question, (laughs) especially for people who were not born here. But Mm. how has British culture 
influenced how how you eat? Let's make it more specific. Hmm. British culture. Well, when I first had a roast dinner, I was confused. I was like, what is this? Everything is separated. <laughs> There's no sauce. Seasoning? Where? But somehow, now I find that comforting as well on a Sunday. Through the years, I learned to like it. Baked beans, things like beans on toast. What is this? Confusing. Yeah. Again, things that I incorporated into my my diet, but also enjoy now that I'm here. And that came from experiencing food with people at specific times of my life. S- uh, studying, first jobs, like, you know, just really fun, fun things. However, I wouldn't say it has influenced mm. my taste. And I don't feel British. Again, like you said, it might be a loaded question, but... And yeah, I don't feel like I'm British, but I feel like I have British mannerisms. I feel like my intonation has gone a little bit more British here and there, even though I still have a slight American twang from going to an American school in Portugal. Again, melting pot, (laughs) melting pot, friend. Um, And I do like the punctuality here. I do like the discipline of the way things work coming from more of a Latino background, Latin background, I guess, where things are not as tight in terms of discipline, punctuation, Mm. and timing. So I do appreciate that European, British way of doing things. So Mm -hmm. I think I I, I can be a little bit like that sometimes, yeah. What about the London food scene? What's your take on it? I mean, there's everything in London. Everything in London and everything good, you know? So you can find whatever you want in a really high standard. I appreciate that. Uh, But I think just living a busy life, I, I like I said before i revert back to my own cooking you know in my own traditions so i don't often it's like new york people are like oh my gosh i'm gonna spend all my money eating out in new york and i was like i'm gonna spend my money on other things yeah you know um but um, yeah I, I, I do love london and i i feel like i don't think i can live outside of london because it is diverse in terms of everything but as we're talking about food that too mm-hmm. i cannot live in a place where my only italian is going to be Bellitalia or zizzi's oh <laughs> no shade but shade Absol- but shade and we've been there yeah others have chosen that you know yeah. and you're like really oh yeah i'm like okay okay but it, i can't pizza hut you know mm-hmm. Although there's a special place in my heart for Pizza Hut. But I don't feel like I compare that to going to an Italian to have pizza. So I, I do appreciate London for that. Is there a favorite restaurant you have? Oh, there's an Italian near where I live called Il Bordello. Very, very basic decorations. Every waiter is 50 plus, which you know is a good sign. Absolutely. They all speak Italian. There's no music. Like, and you think, mm, no music, no atmosphere. However, it's always full. So the vibe it's giving is like those like 1950s, yeah. like f- restaurants and stuff buzzing. It's always buzzing. There's always life in there. So I just love it. Like I go in, the manager shakes my hand, which is probably a sign that I've spent too much money in there already. But perfect. Perfect. If there's no tables, sometimes he sees me just with one of my boys. He's like... But you can stay here for like half an hour. So he'll find me something that he knows I'm just here to eat rather than I'm here for a full dining experience. Oh, it's amazing. It's the best ice cream as well that I've ever had, I think. They mm. do like a, a, it's so basic. It's like a strawberry vanilla chocolate yep. thing. And I'm re- not really a sweet guy, but that ice cream is giving, like mm. they say in the streets. <laughs> 
Inspired by many uh, Nigella Lawson TV shows. Mm -hmm. I love her. What are essential items that you always keep stocked in your larder or your pantry? I might have mentioned this, but garlic. Granules. Real garlic. Like, there's garlic. Like, I think if people ask me, what would you take to a deserted island? Garlic. Like, because I might do the hunting and kill and eat. But what's the point of eating things? without seasoning like so garlic is always there um what's always in the pantry there's always rice sack of rice mm -hmm. like those big, big ones from the burlap store. sacks or whatever jasmine rice is our fave like always there is never there is never no rice does that make sense double mm -hmm. negative but yeah rice is always there garlic is always there salt uh the basics pepper you know but apart from that, it's kind of like when you need it, it's there. You know, oregano basil for like the pseudo Italian -y things that we cook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love these. It's pseudo Italian. Yeah. I guess that's what we make all the time as well. Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Italian, but like there's probably something missing. Probably something missing. And there's no like Italian nonna in the kitchen. So <laughs> have you ever made a carbonara? I have not. Am I allowed to ask questions? <laughs> yes, of course you are. I'm <laughs> kidding. Have you made a real carbonara? Oh, but you don't eat bacon. I don't eat bacon anymore, but I used to obsess over carbonara. It was okay. the thing I used to eat. Oh, because the real one's not bacon. Do you know this? Exactly. I read this in, um, I read this in the book Taste, mm -hmm. which is Stanley Tucci's memoir about food. Obsessed with him. Obsessed. And yes, it is not bacon, it's... Guanciale. Exactly. <laughs> you knew I had that. Guanciale. Oh, which is like cheek, I believe, question mark? Yep, pig's cheek. And bacon's a very much a different part of the, um, of the pig. Because most places will like use pancetta or something like that. Correct. And they will also use cream, which is very disappointing. Exactly. I did not know this until until the pandemic. The pandemic made cooks out of all of us. <laughs> but I was like, how do we actually make a carbonara? I have 24 hours. Like, uh, the cheese is specific. I forgot which one it is. Uh, but to. it's not Parmesan, which most people will use. Maybe it's Pecorino or maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I know. I was going to say, I think so. It's a hard cheese. But again, it's like a cheaper one than Parmesan. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's meant to be like workman food yeah. for the romans right uh and then they there's a, a discussion whether you use the entire egg or if you just use the yolk yeah. mm -hmm. cool guanciale uh and that's basically there's no cream no cream and i was gagged because it's not easy to make because then once because what you don't want is scrambled eggs exactly yeah you know and it really shows so like you have to follow the recipe really low heat at the end you add the pasta water into the thing that's the guy from the youtube he sounds like that um <laughs> pasta water and i was like okay uh and the mix of all of that makes it creamy so it's disappointing when you go to a quote-unquote italian and sometimes a carbonara is what you want and it says parmesan cream i was like why no. it's not giving italian unnecessary and unskilled and unskilled come on amateur it's giving yeah so fraudulent <laughs> Are you talking about me or imposter? <laughs> imposter. <laughs> Stop. <sighs> if we were to open your refrigerator right now, what's in there? Right now? Yeah. Oh, it's a funny time right now. 
so vegetables for sure. Uh, I always order what they call here greens. That's such a generic name for a vegetable, but I, I wouldn't know what to call it. You know those giant green leaves. Yeah. So, um, so, so collard greens is okay. probably the closest if it's the big dark greenish leaf. That's it. So yeah. I always have that now. Yeah, because again, it takes me back home. Coffee, we call it back home. But you have to cut it really thin. You have to. I didn't know that you also had you know used that vegetable in. Is it Brazilian? Brazilian. Cuisine? This is Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. But then Portuguese, they have a a, a soup made with that. That's very traditional. Uh, again, because you know, I mean, I don't know if you've had it in the states, but like especially Black American cuisine, mm-hmm. uh, soul food, collard greens is like one of the staples. Staple. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Brazilian food as well, one hundred percent. It's part of the daily daily diet. Get out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feijoada, especially, which is a black bean stew. It always it's always served with coffee, which with greens, um, rice and beans, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So always, so I, that is in my fridge. To answer your questions, uh, Greek yogurt always, always, always. Uh, it's just like a, a nice high protein snack. I will probably have it every day before I go to bed mm. uh, as like my last thing. Eggs always. Um, and then sometimes, or mostly, if you open my fridge right now, there will be pots and pans in there with food inside. So it's very Brazilian to just keep it in that pot until <laughs> you're done. So no plastic Tupperware anything. Just it's just another job, isn't it? Like yeah, it's it is. like it, it's also it also reminds me of home. Like we used to always you serve the food in the pot that you cooked in, mm-hmm. take it to the living room, bang, and people help themselves or whatever you know. But seeing the pots. <laughs> Around the house is like a normal thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Lick the plate. Oh, I love it. So another thing that I feel like we have in common food-wise is pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I'm going to get this out the way. Go. Ricardo used to tease me mm. about how messy I would leave the kitchen. Okay, and my husband who also used to tease me. Right. About how messy I would leave my kitchen, especially after cooking pancakes, because I just had every sort of utensil vessel out to make the simple, humble pancake. I have since learned, because I'm tired of being mocked. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you really kind of, you and my husband have really drained to my head. Clean up as you go. As you go. And use less things? Question mark. Well, what were you doing? I just like things. I mean, my, the I lo- listeners will need pictures. There I so many things. I know. For what? So many spoons. So many. <laughs> what were the things? I, don't like- know. <laughs> I need a bowl for the dry ingredients, a bowl for the wet ingredients. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't use it. I. I, I don't. But maybe. It's- maybe, maybe that's how you're supposed to. Do. I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe it's the baker in me that feels like everything baked or well any. Anything like sweet? Anyway, I, get I have you. two I, go, I, I, I could see where your brain was going. Um, and then, yeah, like at least two whisks. <laughs> really? I don't know why I need to whisk. Yes, I need to whisk the dry ingredients together and then whisk the wet ingredients together. Right. Exactly. Wait, no, I'm not agreeing. I'm like right as in trying to follow. But... <laughs> <laughs> But once you whisk the the dry ingredients, don't you just go check, check, check on the side and then everything dry falls out of it and then you use the same one? Maybe I should try that. Chuck, yeah. chuck, chuck. 
you know, like a little tap ding, ding, on the ding. side, because it's only like flour and sugar and things like that, right? Yeah. Um. And so, <laughs> and then of course, I will. I won't change this. I cook pancakes two at a time, but one. I cook pancakes two at a time, but using two pans. Right. Yeah. We saw so picture evidence of this. One pancake in each pan. So that okay. already is. It's taken up most of my counter space and my That's kitchen true. space. So anyway. A larger frying pan would help, I think, aid. Great. A uh, <laughs> late housewarming gift from you. Thank you. It's coming. It's in the post already. Great. <laughs> um, but I feel like one of the things that connects us is pancakes, which true. kind of happened really randomly, I guess, because I posted it on Instagram. Correct. And I, I also see you cook pancakes. Always. Um. What is it like for you? What are pancakes for you and your family? Is it something kind of simple or is it something that you all like really becomes a kind of a family situation? Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I just make everything simple in my life, you know, just because of time and everything that you're doing. So often I will make the batter the night before as the last thing before I go to bed. Mind blown. There you go. Put it in the fridge. It will thicken a little bit. So if you see it's a little bit runny, leave it till the next day and then it probably will be fine. Uh, So that's one way of, you know, dishes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But we do come together. But the the kids are going through a phase of not liking pancakes very much, you know. So not me cooking them and then they just eat half annoys me so we're having it a little bit less at the moment but i do take pride it it was kind of low-key my party trick like that's how easy it is for me to make yeah uh so when i was a student like if you know you just hang out in people's houses for hours on end i'd be like do you have flour egg yeah let's make pancakes so i'd make american pancakes and obviously living in the uk especially like a million years ago it wasn't a thing it was like you know just a thin pancakes with lemon and sugar not for me not for me not for me i mean i appreciate i guess what is closest to a crepe or a dutch pancake but no (laughs) but no no thank you uh but yeah so i thought let me make my version yeah uh which was a recipe that came from our token american friends like (laughs) back in portugal um so it was always it's always been something that i do when when jericho lived in halls i'd come over and make pancakes and everyone loved them and stuff. And I'd make it for my housemates when I shared a house with randomers in London. It's always been a thing. Yeah. And every, I think every anniversary or every celebration, I'll probably make pancakes in the morning, mm. you know, with champagne. Oh. And a little bacon on the side and maple syrup. Yeah. 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 It's just a great mix. It's a great mix. And coffee, obviously. I have to try that. I have to try most of what you suggested <laughs> <laughs> regarding pancakes. Um, I feel like it'll make my life that much more easy. Yeah. If you haven't already, check out Season 1, Episode 2, Diversity in the Rice. Please give a rating and review, and make sure to follow and subscribe to Lick the Plate on the podcast platform of your choice so you don't miss out on anything. Stay tuned for more information on the premiere of Season 2, coming to you soon. You can follow Lick the Plate on Instagram and TikTok at Lick the Plate Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and this has been your season one after dinner, a bonus episode of Lick the Plate. <laughs>